Welcome back to Start the Conversation podcast, where I help you know, grow, move, and groove in your career. I'm your host, Ella Wright, and I'm here to help you change how you're jumpstarting your conversations, setting goals, and approaching your personal growth. I interview experts and share my own life experience, as well as different frameworks to help you accomplish what it is you're looking to do in your career. I'm also currently opening up a a workshop series on how to redesign your career. So this is for someone who is feeling stuck and needs help to take their next step. My goal is to help you redesign what your career plan looks like and find clarity. I am also recording this in the car. I got to travel with my husband for work and I am currently sitting in the Hampton Inn and Suites parking lot in our rental car. I just warmed it up for a few minutes so that I wasn't freezing my tail off, but I'm recording this from the car. And initially I wasn't going to record this episode. I didn't record one last week because honestly, I give it to, I give it up to imposter syndrome. And also I've just been making podcasting too complicated for myself. This is me sitting down to just record a 15 minute episode on how to not get overwhelmed when developing new skills. And as someone who overwhelms themselves very easily, I'm an over-optimistic person, I'll bite off more than I can chew. I think that I'm going to be able to develop and learn something within a very short period of time, and that's not the case. I have had years of experience in this, and guess what? So have you. Most likely, you have set out to accomplish a goal before... And then just got too overwhelmed and then you give up, whether it's been working out or developing a new skill in your career or a hobby. I think we can all relate to this. So today I'm going to talk to you about three short principles that can help you develop a better, more realistic strategy for growing your skills. And this obviously is geared towards someone who's wanting to develop a new skill in their career, but this can really apply to anything that you're wanting to learn. We're going to talk about why you should develop skills like weightlifters develop their muscles, why you should discover and create your own optimal user manual and update and review that. And I'm going to talk about what the heck that means and then how to just make it really, really easy and not make it overcomplicated. If you enjoy this episode, leave me a review. Scroll to the podcast page, scroll down to the bottom you will have the option to leave me a rating and a review that helps the podcast get visibility. It helps me connect with people who need to hear this and also connects me with people who I can serve through my coaching services. Let's jump into the episode. So we're going to talk about also, I just keep looking around me because <laughs> there's like a garbage truck passing and there's like people going past and I'm, I'm running a full-blown podcasting operation right now from the front seat of this vehicle. And I can't decide whether I want to edit out these random voices behind me or just let you hear them. And you can feel like you're just sitting next to me in the car. We're just having a quick chat. Okay. So the first one, developing skills like a weightlifter develops their muscles or someone who is getting into a workout routine develops muscles. This past summer, I invested in personal fitness and nutrition coaching. Uh, her name is Sarah Clark. She's amazing. And so if you want more information about her, I will gladly share it with you. It was the best money that I've ever spent for myself. I decided to not buy clothing for six months. And instead, I invested into my health and fitness. And I'm so happy that I did. 
I'm really glad I did it. And there's something that I learned. You see a weightlifter who's super toned and big, bulky, or, you know, whatever this desirable body is that you see. And when you ask people what they do, a lot of people say, you know, you need to lift really heavy. So I always avoided weightlifting or or working out of that type. And I just did cardio because I was like, oh, well, you know, I'm not very strong. I can't lift very heavy, heavy which duh, I don't lift weights. Of course, I can't lift a lot, a lot. And now I can lift more than I used to be able to about four months ago. And so there's this strategy where a fitness coach is going to give you movements that you're going to do the same movement, you know, Monday's legs, Tuesday's arms, Thursday's legs, Friday's arms, and and various like focuses within that. But you're going to do the same movements for six weeks. And at first when she told me that, I was like, gosh, that sounds super boring. But it became really exciting because week after week, you slowly increase weight. And there were certain movements that I didn't increase weight in for four weeks, five weeks, six weeks. There was other ones that immediately afterwards, the next week, I was like, wow, I can go up and wait. So I'm going to go up and wait. So the whole principle is that you're doing what they call a progressive overload. And eventually when you get to weeks five and six, you want to be lifting so heavy that you physically can't lift anymore. So when a coach assigns you a movement, they'll tell you, all right, you're going to do, you know, let's say a a certain type of squat. You're going to do it three different times. And the first time you do it, do, you know, between eight to 14 reps. And I want you to at least have two reps left in reserve. The garbage truck is is right next to me. So that you want to at least have two reps in your reserve. And then as you progress on, eventually in weeks five and six, a lot of your movements, they'll show a zero. So you should have zero left in your reserve and you should be totally exhausted. You physically can't do any more. Now, keep in mind, if you were trying to do that all the time, it would be physically impossible to just be constantly exhausting yourself, constantly doing the maximum effort And something else that I really, really appreciate that Sarah taught me too. She's like, you don't have to go up and wait every week. You might not even go up in reps every week. Maybe there's certain weeks where you're just focused on form. Or maybe you go up and wait one week and then the next week you go back down because maybe you were sick. Maybe you need more rest. Maybe you just want to go back down to a previous weight, but do more reps slowly. It really instilled with within me this new perspective on weightlifting and and growing my muscles and take caring, taking care of myself physically, I wasn't lifting weights six times a week for an hour. I was doing it four times a week for 45 minutes. Wednesdays were a rest day. I would get steps in, all that jazz. But I share this to say that when it comes to our personal growth, we look at someone who's weightlifting 70 pounds, right? Maybe 70 pounds is a lot for you. Maybe it's not whatever that amount is. And you're like, well, geez, there's no way that I could lift that. So I'm not going to start lifting weights because I'm not strong. And then when you get into a workout routine, you try to lift 70 pounds right off the bat. You might feel some shame that you're not strong enough to get there yet. You feel silly about lifting 20 pounds for a month. There's, there's certain movements that I'm still at 10 pounds, but there's other movements where I'm at, you know, 150 pounds. So it's, it's different. But this principle of progressive overload highlights a few key things that I think can be helpful for our personal development. It's important because you're challenging yourself 
over a period of time. You're not challenging yourself to this extreme point on a daily basis. You're challenging yourself over the course of six weeks, and then you're going to change movements. And so how you can apply this to your personal development is, let's say you want to get better at posting on social media for your small business, or you want to get better at leading meetings. That doesn't mean that the next meeting you go into, you ask if you can take over the agenda. That means the next meeting you go into, you ask how you can contribute. Or posting on social media, you start writing down ideas of what you want to do. You make it really, really easy for yourself. You define, okay, what would success look like? What would, you know, my strongest self look like? I bet I could lift, you know, 60 pounds. Okay, I bet I could post on social media three times a week. I bet I could lead this meeting or do this task. And then you make a six-week plan to get there. You evaluate yourself at six weeks. And then maybe you're setting a different goal. Or maybe you realize you have to have a certain skill in order to be doing that. So you need to develop that skill instead of focusing on the task itself. Hopefully that's resonating with you. It's something I've been thinking about a lot lately, how we constantly are mentally running ourselves to exhaustion. We're not giving ourselves anything left in the tank, or we're setting these really high expectations for ourselves. So instead of gradually progressing to get to our goals, we're exhausting ourselves either by reaching our goals, but then we're so tired that we can't keep going and and what I've also appreciated about what I've learned is that it's about a lifestyle. I'm, you know, a lot of people will invest in physical development or personal development for a role or a certain event. But what's really great about going through these cycles and slowly increasing your strength is that it becomes a lifestyle and you develop this skill of, I do hard things. I get better at what I do every week. But also there are weeks like this week where I've been on vacation and I've been eating inconsistently and working out inconsistently and one week's not going to throw you off. But if every single week you think that you have to go to exhaustion, then you're going to feel even more guilty about taking a week off. There is my first thought is that we should develop our skills like we teach people how to lift weights and develop muscles. You should always be leaving something in the reserve and then maybe one or two weeks out of a a cycle of time, push yourself, really hone in. But not every cycle of life is ideal for committing lots of time and energy and absolutely exhausting yourself. The second one is to discover your own optimal user manual. And so what I mean by that is we all have our different preferences learning styles, how we like to work, how we don't like to work. Maybe you're a morning person, night owl, introvert, extrovert. Maybe you really recharge in certain ways. Maybe you like to work independently. You enjoy collaboration. You like humor. You appreciate more directness. So something that I did at my previous company when I was a people leader, it's something that I Googled. I did not create this by any means. I'm not taking credit for it. But it's something that I brought about as a practice within my team and my department is everyone sat down and they created a user manual and they described themselves as if they were describing a product, right? So all of those different things. I'm a morning person. I really like working directly with people. I enjoy hopping on a quick Zoom call or, you know, feedback is really hard for me because I've had some really disappointing experiences, but I'm trying to get better at it. So 
Just as you would describe a product, you're going to talk about your bugs, your optimal features, your previous version history, future updates that you're looking forward to. There is no right or wrong answer. There is no good or bad. It simply is accepting how you are. And by accepting how you are, you can know how you can best work and how others can best work with you. And the power of discovering your user manual is that once again, instead of having these unrealistic expectations, you're saying, you know what? I truly do not like getting up in the mornings. So instead of telling myself that I have to start work at 7.45 a.m. because that's when some of my coworkers start, I'm going to start at 8.30. I'm going to give myself an extra 30 minutes. Or, you know, I had a, a CEO who I really admire and I remember talking to her and she said, I really struggle getting out of bed in the morning. So I pay for childcare to come and help me so that I can sleep in. And I make myself get out of bed, you know, around 6 a.m. when my kids get up twice a week. But the other days, I don't have an expectation for myself. Or something that I also have realized as well is that, you know, I, for a long time, really felt bad that I wasn't great at math. I wasn't good at calculating things in Google Sheets and Excel. And I was like, if, if I were to put my user manual together, I would put that as this like bug of like, eh, you know, I'm really not the person who you want to call with a math question, but like a written language or like communication question, I'd love to help. And so the more that you figure out what you're good at and what you're not, also understand like what's truly essential to you operating well. Because for years, I felt guilty that I didn't operate well in Google Sheets and Excel when I was never in a role where that was vital for my success. So as you create this manual, realize, you know, what expectations for skill development do you maybe need to let go of? I think we all have those skills that we have in in the back of our minds that if someone were to look at our user manual and read our brains, we would see, oh, they have all these little bugs. They have all these things they don't do well. And so I just want to share something I said a few minutes ago is, is there's no good or bad. There's no right or wrong. It's just this is how you operate. There is an optimal operating way of, of living and working. There are the things that make you thrive. There are the things that you're great at, things that you enjoy. But there's no, no good or bad. You wouldn't compare the operating manual for a car to the operating manual for a bus, right? Like those are very different vehicles and they serve similar purposes, but they're going to be totally different. I'm going to be sharing a copy of my user manual and how to create your own in my newsletter this Friday. The last one is to just make it really, really, I will even say like silly. You might feel silly at how simple your goal is, but if you have a goal to, to apply for a job, make it a goal to go on and search for job descriptions of roles that you think are interesting for five minutes every day before you check your email. I was talking with someone recently and he was like, oh, I've just been feeling really guilty because I don't have the time to search for jobs. We're not talking about hours. We're talking about five minutes a day. So pick one thing that you can do for five minutes a day to develop your skills, develop your own user manual to figure out what's the best way that you work. Do you need someone to process things out loud with? Would it help for you to talk to a coach, a mentor, or someone who's an expert in your field? Or do you already know what you need to do 
and you just need to set more realistic expectations for yourself and then develop your skills, develop your goals and your plans like someone developing their muscles. Don't push yourself till exhaustion. Leave something in the tank so that you can be consistent so that you can keep doing it for extended periods of time. I hope that this little card chat was helpful for you today. It was fun for me to record. I wish you guys could see this audio of me sitting in the Hampton Inn and Suites parking lot. But thanks for listening and subscribe to my newsletter, which will be in the show notes if you want a copy of how to create your own user manual. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. And I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you.